Hello, my name is Peyton Geschke, and my UCARE study is titled Temporal Overlap Between Deer and Their Predators Throughout Western Nebraska. So this study mainly looked at mule deer. Mule deer are an ecologically important species because they act as prey for a variety of predators. They're also large enough herbivores to have an influence on plant communities, and they are also an important hunted species. The mule deer population in Nebraska is highly variable, with some members doing well and some that are declining. The study wanted to examine the temporal overlap between mule deer and their predators, as it will help us to understand the behavioral patterns that may influence population dynamics in mule deer. When looking at a temporal pattern, we can see what times of day an animal is active in a certain area. If we see an animal showing a strong temporal pattern over a 24-hour cycle, this might be a behavioral technique. When looking at temporal overlap, we are looking at the amount of time that two variables, such as deer and coyotes, spend in the same area. We can then compare the two animals' temporal patterns. If there is little overlap between these two patterns, we can think of it as avoidance in response to the predators, which would hopefully reduce mortality and competition between the species. So we wanted to examine the amount of temporal overlap between mule deer and their predators, specifically looking into coyotes and humans. Evaluating temporal activity of predators and prey will facilitate a better understanding of how prey respond to predation risk across landscapes with the presence of their predators. So our study looked at two different hypotheses. The first hypothesis we looked at is that deer will be less active during periods when coyotes are active, but that the temporal activity patterns of deer will vary by the sex, age, and reproductive condition of the deer. Our second hypothesis is that similarly to coyotes, deer will be present less often when humans are or were recently present as they likely respond equally to the risk from both predators. So I will quickly go over our camera setup that allowed us to get the photos that we used for our analysis. As shown here, we used a grid-like pattern of motion detecting cameras across southwestern Nebraska. The cameras were each roughly a kilometer apart from each other, so they covered a fairly large area, and they were active for 24 hours a day for around six months. We used 20 of these cameras for this study, ending up with thousands of photos for analysis. So for our first hypothesis, we looked at how the age, sex, and reproductive status of the deer affected the amount of overlap with coyotes. We predicted that adult deer would exhibit less overlap with coyotes than any younger deer, as older deer have had more experience with the coyotes. We also predicted that does with fawns would have even less temporal overlap than does without fawns. And we thought this because does with fawns should be more protective and cautious around coyotes than those without fawns. So the first graph is looking at the patterns across different ages and genders of the mule deer. We compared these patterns against the coyotes pattern, which is red in these graphs. The spikes in the graphs show high activity and the dips show low activity. It's interesting to see here that the only significant difference in temporal patterns is between the coyotes and yearlings, which are only around a year old. No other category of adult deer alone showed a significantly different temporal pattern from the coyotes. The second graph is comparing the patterns of does both with and without fawns against coyotes. And this interestingly shows no significant difference between either group of does. So for our second hypothesis, we looked at how the age, sex, and reproductive status of the deer affected the amount of overlap with humans. We predicted that deer would react similarly to humans as they did coyotes. However, it is possible that the deer would use humans to shield from the coyotes. And this basically means that coyotes will be avoiding humans, so the deer may feel safer around the humans since they know there will be no coyotes around. All right, so the deer are still blue and the humans are green in these graphs. 
Unlike with coyotes, we found a large and significant difference in temporal patterns between all categories of deer against the humans, and that includes the does with and without fawns in the second graph. It is also interesting to note that contrary to the human shield hypothesis presented earlier, the deer seem to be avoiding humans even when coyotes are also avoiding humans, and this would reject that hypothesis that the deer use humans as a shield. So in our conclusions, our first hypothesis mainly resulted in accepting the null in almost all predictions. We didn't find any significant differences in the temporal patterns between deer in general and coyotes, just the yearlings. And we think this may be because coyotes are mainly a threat to weakened or injured deer. The deer we observed appeared healthy and agile and thus may not need to spend their time trying to avoid a temporal overlap with coyotes. However, we did find significantly less overlap between yearlings and coyotes, and we think that this may be because yearlings are not around the protection of their mother as much as when they were younger, so they have to be more aware of their surroundings and any predators in the same space. Our second hypothesis showed all deer having different temporal patterns to humans. This may be because deer and humans are naturally active at different times, or maybe deer just view humans as more of a threat than coyotes. More research would be, need to be done to confirm that. Additionally, we are interested in expanding this research to look into the functional consequences of predation risk in terms of the trade-offs that prey make between foraging efficiency and safety. We hope to eventually be able to use these data to examine the proportion of time that deer spend being vigilant and looking for predators compared to the time that they spend foraging for food. So I would like to take this time to acknowledge and thank these organizations for funding my project. I could not have done it without them. And that is it. Thank you.